podcast. Movie, movie, 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 podcast. Are you getting this? Yeah, it's my favorite Clueless quote. Welcome to the Movie, movie, podcast, everybody. Oh, my God. Oh, I forgot got to get the episode number. That's like a thing now that I do, I guess. Well, this defies numbers. It's This is an event. It is an event, and as you can hear, we have our entire casting crew here. I am Tiggs, and with me, as always, sitting next to me on the couch, through his computer, Russ Stevens. Yo! All the way over in Brooklyn, Alex Kovios. Hey! MP. I, I'm, I'm physically next to him on the couch. It is. That is very true right now. And the rest of the crew's here. <laughs> <laughs> We're the cast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, so it is 2018, guys. Uh, we are a couple of weeks into it now, and the uh, Oscar nominations come out tomorrow. So instead of doing a double cast like we did last year because it almost killed us, we're going to split it up and we're going to give you our top tens today. I am excited. I'm, a, I'm actually really interested to hear what everyone's got this year. Usually I don't care because I know you're all wrong. This year, I'm really interested to hear everyone's opinions. Uh, so we are just going to take it over uh, in the normal way. Uh, you know, Pete, I'll throw this one. Do you want to explain how we do it? Yeah, yeah. Well, so each of us saw at least 14 movies this year. <laughs> at least. The normal amount that one does uh, when considering awards. To be fair, that is probably a normal amount for a person. Just going yeah, in. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but um, some of us have seen in excess of 40 films yes, this year, sure. so we've, we think we're um, a bit of experts on the subject, so we're going to give you our top what? 10, we're going to do a little uh, roundabout, uh, we're going to give you uh, three at a time until we hit n- that number one. Yep. Um, Round robin it. Yeah, and then we'll talk about some honorable mentions at that point, yes. uh, and then we'll talk about worst movie, or a coveted prize, once won by Alex's favorite movie ever, This mm-hmm. Is 40. Not didn't like it. <laughs> Not and, true. And then went two years in a row to movies that Alex just refused to see. And he's right for doing it. To yeah. be fair, what was it last year? I forgot. Uh, last year, you don't have that listed there. Do you? I might have it. Yeah. Uh, no, I don't have it. If uh, anybody remembers, uh, just send it to uh, the Twitch chat. <laughs> Are we live yes. right? Uh, yeah, if, if you know the answer, send it to it in a donation. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have to guess it was Batman versus Superman. Don't yeah, you're right. You're 100% yeah. true. Yeah, that is correct. That is that 100%. So send that to my Venmo. Send that to Alex's Venmo. Um, text, Please, I need it. Text Justice League to 3.32574. Standard text messaging rates do apply. Exacerbated text messaging rates will apply if we have anything yeah. to say about it. And then it. we yeah. just do a standard point value. Uh, the number 10 movie gets one point, running up to the number one movie that gets 10 points. And uh, at the end, we'll, we'll officially declare a best movie of the year. Yeah, scientifically. 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 There is math involved. That yeah. is science. A prize that has gone in the past to Arrival... Uh, Mad Max Fury Road. Um, I can see that. Um, Nebraska. Did Nebraska maybe, win that year? No, I think Boy won that year. Boyhood. 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 Boy's the Taika White. Boy's the yeah. Okay. Doesn't matter. Let's just get this started. You guys ready? Oh yeah. Get up. Oh man, as the only one to not respond to that, at least in time. <laughs> I feel Shit. like we have to start with Alex at this point. Also, yeah. I'm most curious about Alex's. Guys, <laughs> this year, um, I'm really doing this. You know, they talk about this generation. Everyone gets a trophy. <laughs> and that has never been truer than my list. 
Nice. Yeah, just to be clear, Alex saw 14 movies this year, and he's about to give us his top ten. Normally, normally I see at least three more than that. <laughs> <laughs> what can I say, guys? I got busy. Yeah, that. Yeah, well, you know what? I'll give it that's to what you. I tell my, that's what I tell myself, at least. Uh, I had a lot of uh, Player Unknown's Battlegrounds to watch on on Twitch. Um, <laughs> you, did you, do you think you spent more time watching movies or more time watching Player Unknowns this year? A hundred percent player unknown battlegrounds. Yeah, that actually should be my number ten. <laughs> I hate you. Uh, no, but in reality, my my number ten uh, is the Last Jedi. All right. Uh, a movie that what? I just called you a cuck. <laughs> it's a movie that I didn't love. Wait, hold on. It's a movie that I didn't love, but I thought the third act was really strong. Um, and I think there's some really cool moments in set pieces. Uh, I think that last battle uh, and the battle on the uh, the Star Destroyer thing yeah. are, are really awesome. Uh, I didn't necessarily love all the character decisions in it, but I have to say, like, this felt like the climax of this trilogy. I'm really excited to see where it goes, actually, just because I don't know at this point. Like, literally, like, the things that I expected to happen in the next movie have happened. Right. I'm completely at a loss for what Star Wars is now. Uh, because I don't, I don't really know. This one, it at times was just telling you straight up that these are not the movies that you grew up with anymore. This is going to be something different. These yeah. aren't the movies you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, no, that that is exactly what they did. Uh, so yeah, um, I really, I really enjoyed it. Want to tell us number nine? <laughs> yeah, never. And I do. Yeah, wait, I do my number nine now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You do ten, nine, eight. Okay, ten nine eight. All right, my number nine is it. Ooh, spooky. Uh, I actually thought this movie was really well done, and yes, it played on uh, Stranger Things type nostalgia very, yes, very heavily. Much, yeah, and it probably wouldn't have succeeded had that show not been around. Yeah, but um, that being said, I actually found myself um, really enjoying uh, the. All the actors in it, I thought all the kids were awesome. Really interested to see what they do with it. And I thought it was genuinely creepy. Uh, and for something that like we know the material, and yeah. we kind of, the beats of how it's going to play out, I still found myself uh, getting nervous and scared and actually being uh, along for the ride. Very creepy. Um, just overall, yeah. I was, yeah. I was very surprised at how much I, I was, ended up enjoying it. Uh, and number eight is uh, Thor Ragnarok. This this movie was, again, like Guardians of the Galaxy level fun. I Granted, I only saw it that one time uh, in the theaters, but I I had a really, really good time with it. And um, I think that they struck a balance with Thor that previously I did not like those other two movies that much. I thought they were kind of bland. (laughs) Yeah, 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 Thor. But they found a way to make the character of Thor uh, actually fun yeah. and entertaining to watch. Yeah, 100%. Cool. 100%. Yeah, all right. We're going to keep it moving then because I want to hear the 1098 from Russ. You got it, dude. Woo! <laughs> so, tanners here to say it. <laughs> yeah. And I want some house clean. Um, so my number 10... We've already heard this one, y'all. Uh, it. 
Nice. I uh, it was scary. It was fun. It was yeah. one of the more enjoyable theater experiences I've had. Totally. So makes a list. Don't give a fuck about none of y'all. Uh, number nine, War for the Planet of the Apes. Ooh. It. I, if I have to go, knowing now being through the summer, I can safely say it was the best movie to come out this summer. Uh, it was the most, it, it managed to make me feel even more for these CGI American sign language given apes and monkeys, but also made me see the point that Woody Harrelson's character had. Yeah. So I, I thought like to, to make something that has like real world ending stakes in a way that is relatable and just like a flat out good war movie is like super crazy and weird and I loved it and I want to buy this trilogy yeah. and only watch the last two. I have the Blu-ray set. It's really good. I need to rewatch the first two. I bought the third one um, and it's something that uh, uh, yeah, it, it is it is incredible Insane how powerful that movie is for a bunch of uh, for a bunch of CGI apes. Right, it makes no sense. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, and uh, my number eight, and I'm not changing it, even despite current times. The Disaster Artist. Ooh. Um, I made my list before we found out James Franco is James Franco. Um, but that being said, I really, really loved this movie. I am one of the people who enjoys the room uh, for the shit burger that it is. So seeing a movie that kind of shows you how the shit sausage came together in a way that that kind of validates some of the thoughts that you have about Tom Rizzo. Like, this guy is not a good guy. No. Uh, I, I can't so seeing seeing that all kind of play out is really good. I think Dave Franco gives an unheraldedly good performance given that he has to act against something that is so fucking ridiculous that yeah. his responses or if they were shitty would make this movie fall apart yeah. right off the bat. I thought I think it's obvious it makes it easier that it's his brother, yeah. but I really, really, really liked it. I, I thought Franco's performance uh, was really good. It, it's hard to like imagine without ever seeing like Tommy Wiseau talk or anything like that. But I really thought that Dave Franco was the fucking performance in this movie, like way more. Uh, I agree. Yeah, as Rose said, he legitimizes yeah. Tommy Wiseau more so than you'd ever really expect. And it's crazy. And then the, at the very end, at the at the premiere, um, that that's just a great just acting performance by him with like almost no yep. words. Yeah. Yeah, this movie does not like you can remove like you can you remove him from this movie, Dave Franco and his performance, and it's not really a good movie. No, not at all. Um, it, it's kind of like a, a just a long sketch. Yeah, and he, I feel like his character's earnestness and just being able to get act off something that's ridiculous makes this movie rise above. Being just like kind of a dumb throwaway movie. Agreed. Nice. But I don't support anything James Franco allegedly <laughs> yes. has done. Time to <laughs> <up. laughs> 
<laughs> a... Yeah, no counterpoints to that. Sorry. <laughs> nope. I think we're all in agreement. All right. So that is that is that is Alex and Russ down, which leaves two of us left now, and I'm gonna have to throw it to Peter. All right. Cool. Uh, yeah, I'm going to start off at number 10 with The Florida Project. I wanted to see this. Um, this movie is lovely. It, it kind of finds this nice it balance is. between minimalist movie making with, you know, non-actors, low budget, but throws so much story into it and so much heart into it that it doesn't feel like a mumblecore movie. Nice. Even though it's, you know, it's got a lot of the same trappings, and I think... Maybe maybe it's like the inclusion of Willem Dafoe that helps legitimize a lot of it, but also that the mother and the little girl are so good in this movie. Yeah. Um, oh, they're great. And that ever-looming backdrop of Disneyland, which they don't really talk about that much, oh, is yeah. so good. Um, yeah, super emotional. Really wasn't wasn't obvious, wasn't pandering. It was just, like, great. I highly I highly suggest it. And then uh, this is just a big list of movies that made me cry. So <laughs> just, that's where I'm going to start there. It was a movie, it reminded me from what I saw of it of, like, American Honey from last year, um, at least it, style. It, 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 had, it had some shades of American Honey yeah. to it. But, and it's and definitely a lot Honey. better than that, because it's not five hours long. That is the main complaint with American Honey, is just how fucking long it is. Um, but I really, really enjoyed American Honey, so I feel like a shorter version of that is what yeah. I'm looking Yeah, I, I will like it even more. Mm. Um, <clears throat> number nine, I have Lady Bird. Yo! Um... This this was a weird movie going experience because it was just like there's a couple times in which I kind of got taken out of the movie, but yeah. fell right back deep into it minutes later. Like it saved itself constantly um, and saved itself very well. And I was frankly really shocked about where it went by the end and what it was sort of where where the story sort of wrapped up. I wasn't expecting that at all. Like, yeah, I, it's not exactly a huge like monumentous ending to the story, but it's just not the one I was expecting and. Extremely, extremely emotional as well. As I said, as I just continued the movies that made me cry. Yeah. Um, performances for the, the the two lead performances are incredible. Um, and her friend, I thought, is completely unheralded. Uh, her best friend, that so movie's good. great. She's so good. Um, and I've always, I don't know, there's something about the Bombach Gerwig relationship that I've never really been interested in. Interested in what they do, but um, her going off and proving herself as director of like. It's great. It's, it's good great. For her. Yeah. So great. I'm very happy. Um, Time's and, up. <laughs> uh, and number eight. Uh, number eight. I have the Shape of Water. Uh, I really loved it. I it's like another weird relationship with this movie because it's 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 the genre film that is getting the most Oscar buzz. And of course, it as is. like a big old nerd, I want genre films to win. But in my head, it was like I don't know if I love this as much as any other genre film. I've I've like pushed to be the Oscar. Like winning one, you know? I was reading predictions today that they're saying this will, it will probably get the most nominations. Yeah, yeah, but it it, it that it's going to get the most nominations it's not because win this is this is like a what's that two thousand seven when it was uh, when what are those two movies that split? Um, there will be blood. No and, country. No country. Right, it's like you oh, got yeah. both those movies are gonna are gonna like it, I feel like there's movies like that that are gonna cannibalize each other, and then this is gonna come through because it's gonna get a lot of technical shit. Yeah, but yeah. I don't think it's gonna win a lot. No, no I feel like I this is where like you, yeah, exactly. Like, you kind of rationalize like how they can give each person their own little thing. Yeah, like, okay, oh. we'll give this one director. And it's this the one, Alex's like, it's... list of award shows. Yeah, but that it's it's, it's I like it. 
Uh, still wonderfully well done. Every performance is great. You know, but yeah. uh, you know, Michael Shannon being creeple creep. He does it really well. Like maximum, and then um, Octavia Spencer stealing every single scene so scene she was in. Richard Jenkins being incredible as always, and mm-hmm. then you know, always great when someone cr- delivers in a fully silent performance. Yeah. Um, which yeah. there's that scene in which he's she's like pleading with Richard Jenkins to speak what she's uh, signing. Yeah, was done so well, and like her performance of that was incredible. Um, yeah, but uh, it's still parts of it. I was like, I do think that people loved it a lot more than me. I know, as I said, to Oscars, it's going to come down closer to number one for a lot, but I, it's still great. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I agree. Cool. It's my tonight. All right, and that. Means it is time for me. All right, so ten, nine, eight. I actually had like the most trouble with of all of the list. Um, a lot of it was like set in stone for a while for me, or at least uh, idea wise. And then coming down to ten, nine, eight, I didn't have a ten until like two hours ago, uh, basically because it was between two movies. Uh, and the movie that that won out, and it's actually a movie that I just watched last night. But I'm gonna give it to Wind River um, because I okay. really liked Wind River a lot. Um, I thought the story was was really well done for like just like a very small setting, um, but like big like you know like a, a, a big story for a small setting type of thing. Um, the performances uh, were really good. Elizabeth Olsen was pretty good, but uh, Jeremy Renner was fucking great yeah. in this movie. Yeah, um, better than he's been in like a long time uh, to me, at least. I mean, he was. Hang on, like, you're telling me he was better in this than the Born Legacy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I- I feel like uh, Renner kind of fell out of favor for the last couple of years. I think so, too. I think it was just, I don't know. Uh, I felt like his performance as Hawkeye really degraded over film. It's just lackluster yeah. Hawkeye, and then no one got was that excited for him anymore. Yeah. Uh, but this one, it, it, like, he does a fucking killer job. Yeah. Um, yeah, really well done. Very beautifully chore- uh, uh, cinematography. Choreographed. Choreographed. <laughs> And that su- surprised John Barenthal. Great, like yeah, that that scene in particular, I was like, oh, I didn't see this. I didn't yeah. know we were going to see anything like this uh, yeah. in this film. Um, so- also, in retrospect, didn't know I needed that. Well, not, not I'm not saying I needed that. But <laughs> didn't, didn't think I don't think I needed that, but it was great. Yeah, I, but- I didn't think so. Like I like I thought it was a very weird placement for it, but like that scene in general has left me with such an eerie feeling uh, yeah. afterwards that like that yeah. like I keep thinking about like how fucked up that was. Um, and like, ha- and like making you watch it basically in this movie. Um, very stern, very good though. Um, my number nine, uh, is personal shopper, which, uh, actually came oh. out, uh, it was released in the U S this year. Um, it is it's time. It's pers- fantastic. Uh, it starts Kristen Stewart, um, who keeps getting text messages from her dead brother and, uh, and like kind of, and is a personal shopper and is, um, <laughs> Like trying to unravel this mystery, and it's really well done, and it's really fucking good. Does she figure so out? So it's like Pretty is? Little Liars, <laughs> guys. Oh, let me tell you something about Pretty Little Liars. Hey, some of us watched that show. For I watched the seasons. shit out of some Pretty Little Liars, okay, and I will not apologize for it because it's great. Um, and What's so, great? so is this movie. Um, R.I.P. Um, but yeah, no, I think that she actually gives a really good performance and then, uh, it's got like a really, really great solid ending to it. Um, that I was like discussing with a bunch of people, um, like afterwards, like, like my girlfriend and, and my dad, and we were all talking about like, uh, like, what does this mean? How's this going to happen? And, and that's just, I always like it when uh, a film can like spark that conversation. Um, and number eight, which is actually probably, uh, much lower than on everyone else's list, um, but, uh, Get Out is my number eight. And, um, 
fantastic movie, fantastic performance. Just like a high, high, high watermark in the horror genre. Um, and we are going to talk to death about Get Out, I am sure, for during the rest of this podcast. So I will, I will leave it for now. But uh, let us get into the next round of votes. Yes. No. 765. 765. 765. And I want to start with Russ. All right, cool. Um, my seven, we already heard a little bit about. Um, it is the Florida Project. Nice. It is What If American Honey Was Better. Um, <laughs> Does it have as good a soundtrack as American Honey? Uh, I don't rem- Not really. It's super minimalist in that sense. There's a lot of trap, uh, a lot of tr- like shitty trap okay. rap that plays in the background, like very Floridian. I have never felt more like I was in a place. Huh. Uh, dropped in than out of I think maybe any other movie uh, this year than Florida Project. That shit was so Florida. Um, I think Willem Dafoe is fantastic, but the mother and daughter are two of the more more real depictions of of like you know just people in Florida, mm-hmm. uh, and it's phenomenal. And it's a worthy follow-up to Tangerine, which is a fantastic movie. Uh, now, you're saying this is a mumblecore. Is, did Duplass get involved in this? Uh, probably on the production side, but I, I don't remember uh, seeing a, a Duplass credit. This is a Duplass-like cousin. Maybe not Duplass brother? It, 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 it's, in that, it's in that family. Okay. Uh, rolling in at number six... Um, Blade Runner 2049. Ooh. Ooh. I loved this movie. I thought that uh, to make a sequel 30-some-odd years after the original uh, and have it not feel like a completely tacked-on new sort of reboot, reboot call. Yeah. Uh, I thought was not an easy task and, and building on a world that was excellently built in one movie, uh, 35 years ago, I thought was, it it was excellent. I I think Denny Villeneuve or Villeneuve, however you say his last name is probably my favorite director working right now because he's now proven after this that it does not matter what you give him. He can he can do pretty much anything. Yeah. He can do big-budget sci-fi. He can do small-budget sci-fi, brainy shit, action, uh, family thrillers. Oh, yeah. You got to do it all. That shit. Yeah, Prisoner's Dog. Yeah. Dope movie. Um, Feel-bad movie of the year. Yeah. But the only knock I can give Blade Runner is that it is so fucking long. And these days, length for me in movies, is, it, it, it matters more than it ever did. Like, I just don't have three That's hours right. to four hours to commit to the credits and the previews and that whole thing. So this probably would have been higher if not for the length. And moving right into five, um, a movie that affected me... A lot more than... Well, actually, I knew it would. Last Flag Flying. Oh, I need to uh, see this. If, someone else saw it. If you want to see a f- 
excellent character study. Yes. Which is like Brian Cranston at at maybe the best I've probably ever seen him. Like he Brian Cranston is phenomenal. Um Lawrence Fishburne is phenomenal. Steve Carell, like you believe that these men have like share like have had have shared this thirty some odd year life and it's not really banging you in the head with ideas about what the military is and what it does. It's mostly just telling you like, hey, here's three guys, they're in the military, here's a story about, you know, where they are today. And it really is oddly touching. Yeah, I'm glad someone else saw it. I was the only one that saw it for a while. Yeah, you were, it's, yeah. uh, Sadly didn't make mine, but it is way better than I was expecting it to be. Especially, as you said, Brian Cranston is out of this world. And he... I, I, can't, I can't really recall what the, who the frontrunner is for supporting, but if he's, how he's not in the mix is beyond me. Who won the game uh, for that? I can't remember. But he needs to... Best supporting's to... been Sam Rockwell. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Which is fine, but it's, it's shocking that it's... Everyone's saying Sam Rockwell, Willem Dafoe, and Brian Cranston's been nowhere near on anyone's mouth. Really? And he That's is weird. so good. Yeah. He's, he's fantastic. I think it's a really good movie to watch if you're, you know, in the mood to have a downer, maybe cry a bunch, you know. All right. But it's, it's, a, it's great. Um, like, later, it, he... He makes a movie that is in or near my top ten pretty much every year he makes a movie, so good for him. That's all. All righty then. Um, I guess, yeah, since I'm switching up the order and keep switching it up and give someone who usually gets last a chance to to come in here, uh, which is me, because I always go last. (laughs) (laughs) We usually have to, like, wait to the very end and be like, Tig, stop going last. I know, exactly. Um, so, uh, moving on, uh, with the list, uh, uh, my seven, um, is Logan. Uh, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that movie. Alex saw Wait. 15 movies. Yay! Did you see 15? I saw 15 movies. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> Logan. I love you, don't ever change. Well, it's officially number 11, I guess. Yeah, I guess, yeah seriously. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'll give that. <laughs> no, it has to be that. Um, I, Logan is fan-fucking-tastic. Uh, such an incredibly well-done superhero movie. Really a great way to end the Wolverine character, if they actually do. Uh, and just like a great story for Wolverine, like wh- whether it's like completely end or not, it's like, this will always be the top of that. Uh, and just like giving fucking uh, Hugh Jackman the chance to act. Because he can fucking right. do it, and he fucking shows it finally. Because it's not like a hacky type of thing, um, and, and that just brings it to a whole nother level. Uh, keeping with like the, a very serious, dark tone the entire time for a superhero movie, I feel like is kind of. I mean, it's what DC has done wrong so many times in a row, and then Logan just comes in and is like, "Here you go." Yeah. And it just feels so effortless <laughs> the way that it does it, and it's just it's so good. Yeah, it's amazing that Fox has been the one to correct all of Warner Brothers' mistakes because yeah. both with. Deadpool and um, Logan now, Fox has hit the comedy, dark, adult thing yep. better than Warner Brothers has tried with every single one of yep. their, their movies. It's yep. crazy, yeah. It, it's just a shame their their main timeline of X-Men movies is so crazy and all over the place <laughs> and stupid Yeah, that it took this one just doing its own thing to actually uh, be really, really fucking good. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. 
Um, moving on to number six, a movie that I feel like will be very high on some other lists. Nice. Uh, but it only made it to number six. For, it was a stacked year, man. Um, and that's John Wick Chapter 2. Yeah. Bogged down that list, huh? Uh, it was because I just rewatched it and I was like, yeah, this is really good. Um, we are going to sing this movie's praises constantly. I, you know... This is the lockout pick, as lockout was not number one, should have been number one, and also had Peter Stormare in it, and that is basically exactly what this movie <laughs> is. Um, so yeah, this is a movie that, like, in actuality, probably is my number one, but uh, hitting a further down spot. Uh, great performances, common, fucking killing it. Um, yeah. And Lee, if you can say that about a movie, you know it's good. Um, such great action scenes. Uh, the, uh, now I can say the choreography. The choreography in this movie <laughs> is fantastic. Uh, it still has like the same kick-ass John Wick style to it. And then the setup for the next movie uh, is... I can't... Uh, yeah, I can't wait for it. Yeah. Um, and then number five is Dunkirk. Uh, which I feel... It is the war movie that is most has left the most lasting impression on me. Uh, in in recent years, if not ever, I, the 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 sound in that movie, the the look of that movie, just everything about it is so intense, and and it, and it never lets up. Uh, there's no quiet moments in that movie until like the very end, and that just makes it just move at like this this pace that that you're struggling to keep up with, but um, but you're right along with it the entire time. It is incredibly well acted. Just uh, the sound design of this movie is second to none uh the, the gunshots and everything are just so good uh and it, it is amazing that christopher nolan was able to make a movie in 92 minutes uh, <laughs> and big harry styles fan yes obviously harry styles phenomenal in this movie it's like, <laughs> yeah he's good um yeah to say the most of that like when someone's like oh how did you like harry styles I was like i don't know who that is yeah and i don't know who he was in that movie so i guess that's the biggest compliment that I is exactly no how one I stuck felt. out as like oh that was probably harry styles to me that's exactly how I felt coming out of that movie. Um, so yeah, number five, Dunkirk. Uh, so let us keep moving on the list and give it to Pete this time. Nice. Okay, cool. Coming in at number seven for me is Call Me By Your Name. Um, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Are you calling Pete Alex? Yes. That's um, it. So it's it's pretty long, and it kind of it takes a minute for you. <laughs> it takes a minute for you to kind of get settled into it. Yeah. But once you do, you realize that all that work beforehand was getting you to care about these two people and then care about their relationship. I still have to see this. Way more than any romance that has done in my mind, other than like the before trilogy, but they had three movies to do that and didn't have a I, single scene without the two of them in it. That's, that's, that's I have to say I, I agree. Um, I it, it took me to about, I'd say, a solid hour in... To be really bought in. Like, you know, sometimes you're just, like, watching a movie kind of wondering, like, is this going to be over soon so I can just say I saw it? Um, but then once I got to, like, 45 minutes to an hour in, I was like, okay, okay, I see what they're doing. And it really – you had to build that world yeah. to make it work. Like, there's no – you couldn't have done it any – if you did it any shorter, it wouldn't be what it is. Yeah, yeah. Because it's pretty beautiful. And it does still say a lot about um, his adolescence while still – making you think that it really is was love and I think it does a lot of great stuff with his family that I wasn't expecting and then that that last just stationary shot for about oh. two minutes while the credits is going on is 
so affecting huh. and beautiful in its simplicity. And I was just like sitting there, you know, once again, another movie. I, so this year was the year of Peter crying at the film, at, at movies, at the film. Oh. Um, Peter Tiggsing at movies. Yeah. So that, uh, I need to see this. I really, I, I really need to see this. Next at number six, I have I, Tanya. Which nice. is a movie that... Narrowly cut from my list. I was not expecting to be on my top ten. I was like, okay, really Margot Robbie's good. supposed to be great. I'm in. This movie, the way it's framed, is so interesting. Mm-hmm. and Because I don't think it apologizes for anyone. And I still think it does leave it a little bit open to be like, maybe some of this stuff was still bullshit. Maybe we don't know what they were telling us was true. And it, But the way it treats a lot of how the story went is so interesting and so affecting. Without, without like... Um, lingering on it. Like, yeah. there's some, yeah. you know, violent scenes of spousal abuse that it blows through in terms of just being like, and now this should happen and that's it. Yeah, like, it doesn't sit with you. You don't, like, watch her in a mirror for, like, ten minutes putting on makeup or having a stranger asking what's... It's just like, it's just like, nah, this happened and that's it. And it's yeah. mm-hmm. really, really good. And, and once again, this is a movie in which this is, like... So hyped up with the performances, and I know a lot of people are talking about the disaster artist credits. Yeah. But the credits in I Tanya, I felt were more interesting watching these re- real people after you saw the movie because yeah. there's just like some style choices and some framing choices in the interviews until you realize it, it's 100 percent dead on. Yeah. The yeah. mom is. Yeah. Oh, man. I love it. Um, next, I have uh, War for the Planet of the Apes. Is that number five? That is my number five. Nice. Um. Yeah, exactly. Like same thing as Russ said. Like it made me care so much. And the weird thing that this movie did was, even though you kind of you could have left the first movie thinking that was the end of humanity, right? But it wasn't at all. And then the second movie still wasn't. But this movie felt like a mm-hmm. quiet end for humanity that I wasn't expecting to be that interesting and affecting. But also like still humans going out being violent and shitty and right and wrong at the same time and just yeah. not knowing how to deal with it. And while that's going on, still these apes are just so fucking engrossing and so interesting. And Steve Zahn really were. kills oh, he it. He kills it. Yeah, he really um, does. Andy Serkis, it's a sh- goddamn shame if nothing comes out of this for him. He's got nothing's go- nothing's gonna come out of it. He's gonna get a lifetime achievement award in like that's twenty true. years, yeah. and that fucking annoys me. Yeah, but yeah. he's You're totally incredible. Right, this movie is so good, and it mixes so many different genres and really um, well too. It's... And yeah, even like I love like the. The, like, old-timey military feel of, like, when they're going under the tunnels to, like, sneak the people out. And they're almost playing, like, music that would have been in a war movie your dad liked. You know? It it just, I don't know, man. It affected me way more than it had any business. Absolutely. Loved it. Uh, That's my five. All right. That leaves only one guy left. So I want to hear from Alex. Did somebody call me by my name? Wait. Yeah. Well, oh, someone's God. name. I don't know. I didn't see it. I'll be honest. <laughs> I don't know what it's about. Um, I imagine just name tags. You know? I think that that's the gist Back. of it. No? Uh, yeah, so I want to echo, uh, for I think number eight is coming up for me, and I want to echo seven. something that uh, Russ said earlier. Uh, in no way do I ever support this person now. <laughs> But my number eight is uh, the seven. disaster. Artist. Your number seven. 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 Sorry, I don't know how numbers work. My number seven, uh, the disaster artist. Um, I am a. I, I read the book right when it came out. I am a fan of the room uh, and just bad movies in general. And watching this, 
uh, piece of shit come together and people just stand by and be a part of it while like throwing their hands up in the air and like is was really entertaining for me, especially all these comedians that I really like. Um, yeah. I thought the cast was just like overall really likable. Uh, and again, uh, Dave Franco, like it's so funny how like his relationship with Tommy Wiseau and the fact that he could be so close to something so bad and not always realize it and just keep getting suckered in and just keep being able to like not say no. Yeah. Uh, made his character like kind of sad and dumb, but also just like he was really likable and really good in it. And like I, I really like again. I liked watching that piece of crap come together after you know ten plus years of watching it. How is the book? The book's good. Uh, it's it's funny because like the book they like they start off every chapter with a quote from uh, the talented Mister Ripley <laughs> because like that's very much like the weird stuff of like them, him trying to be both become Greg Sestero and make him also become like Tommy. Like it's all this weird, there's a lot of weird stuff in that relationship. All right. Um, and that's a very good allegory for it. <laughs> um, okay. So then my number six, yes. Uh, Peter just mentioned this. Uh, I just watched this. Uh, I Tanya. Oh, nice. Uh, this movie is absolutely insane um, and completely engrossing. Uh, and I really, I think though, I gotta say, it reminded me a lot of like, you know, the big short in the way that they do those, like, did everyone leave? No, no. <laughs> yeah, we're listening. We're listening, yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, no, yeah, it, it, it does, it does feel like the big short a lot of times. Uh, and I think Because the like, fourth wall breaks. I, I like, yeah, and I like this movie with the caveat of, I don't think I need another one of these for a long time. Yeah. Um, Where, like, I, I do love what, this. You mean story, like the though. glib documentary? Yes. Like, give me a while before, like, give me a couple of years before one of these kind of things again. I, I agree. I think we need to be careful. Like, I don't want the tone of everything that's, like, too crazy to believe, but it's true to be this because you could mine the 1990s and everything that happened in the 90s in this format. That's you true. Could get a, you could get a, a Lewinsky yeah. a story this way. You could get a Lorena Bobbitt, a Joy Buttafuoco. Like, there's just so many stories that could play this way yeah. that I don't need to see this again. Exactly. And, like, uh, and again, like, this in the big short, like, they did that, this... And they did it well, but I, I just feel like I was like I was like all right. I think I've been taken maybe towards the limit of that. But I thought Margot Robbie was really awesome. And uh, shoot, who played the mom again? What's Allison her name? Janey. Allison, Allison Janey. Janey. Yeah, she was amazing. Like she, she was last night, right? I think so. Probably. She, oh, probably. But yeah. Um. So that's definitely up there. Um. All right. And nice. next is what's this five? Yeah. Yep. All right. The post. Oh uh, damn! I still need to see this. It's great. I know. Uh, it's. So I had actually just watched All the President's Men um, oh, nice. a, couple, a few months ago, randomly. I don't know why. Like, late at night. Could have been movie. watching a thousand movies that came out this year. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but there's something about, about like, this very, like, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's nothing necessarily groundbreaking of about this movie. It is a Spielberg movie with Tom Hanks and... <laughs> Uh, Sounds what's good her so name? Far. Meryl Streep. Meryl Streep. Yeah, the most famous actress in the world. She's fantastic, yeah. though. I, she I, is. I have the same response to her, but she was so good in this movie. She honestly, 
I have the same responsibility on Snoop as well. But like, you know what? I think because her character is in the like for like seventy five percent of it. Um, That's a lot. Yeah, but like her, like kind of her socialite type status while being attached to this like very important event that's happening. Um, it's interesting watching her kind of like her arc with it. I really I enjoyed her much more than I have in anything in a long time. And like I don't know, like it's just so well done. And like I don't know, I, I like yeah, like it is a it is a kind of movie that I use this again with hidden figures. This is one of those damn good last day of. Uh, school before break uh, movies that you watch in class. Oh, I love those kinds of movies too. I really need to see this. I don't know why I do as well. It's but good. One makes my list all the time. So that's it for me. I really want to see this. Yeah, yeah, get at it. Uh, all right. Uh, so before we move on to four, five, six, or four, three, two, does anybody need to take a break or anything? Nah, bro. Let's get right into it then, and let's start with Peter this time. Whoa, cool. Okay, coming in at number four for me is Blade Runner 2049. Uh Uh, You know, as a lot of things Russ said about um, length hurt it, but man, this movie had me for all two hours and 45 minutes. Like, I was engrossed. I was in love with the story. Um, As we've talked about it before, I just, I love all, I love how it asks that same question in different ways and comes to different conclusions, and it just hung with me for a while um and it's gorgeous it's absolutely gorgeous and it it yes. and as you said with uh this director is uh been in my top 10 a lot he's got to be in my top 10 a lot and i'm one I'm, last year right yeah i'm cool i'm now completely in on him doing dune yeah me too go for yeah, it yeah, dude I like and i don't care how long you want it to be let's like lord of the rings it do three movies and do extended editions i don't give a shit you do love dune I love Dune. <laughs> I am in for uh, his Dune. Um, nice. My yeah, that sounded that sounded dirty. That, that sounded, sounded very dirty. like until you like thought about laughing at it. You're like, why am I laughing at that? Once I heard the laugh, I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah. No, oh, yeah, I get it. You guys gonna fuck? <laughs> um, so that's uh, Blade Runner for me. Uh, number three, I have Get Out. Nice. Um. Yeah, just to go quickly, because it's, it's probably going to come up soon um, as well, is that it's just, it's still so interesting and fun, and it, it's one of those movies that has, like, a mystery to it that you I don't care the third time I've seen it. Like, I'm still, yeah. like, so interested in see how it comes together, and this movie will shoot up this high on my list for the scene of the um, red and blue lights coming at the end. Oh, my God. oh no, so good. And I've seen this movie, I think, three or four times now, maybe five, and my heart still sinks to the floor yep. at yep. that scene. Yeah. It, because I don't know if you just forget because of the heat of the moment with everything else, and that comes up and you forget how it ends, that you're just like, you, you're you instantly transformed to the first time you saw that, and you thought that scene was going to turn out terrible. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, the fear and dread I had. Is that, that This movie almost ended like a Black Mirror episode, like... Yeah, that I thought it was going to go so bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I was going to say the same thing. Yeah, and that I I am instantly transported to that moment and that feeling, and like have to check my shoes for my heart. Like (laughs) it's so good still that scene, and I will. uh, That's why this movie is that high up. Yeah. Um, number two for sort of the same reasons. Uh, John Wick Chapter Two. Ooh, this is a movie that I could not have gone with higher expectations for. Mm I yeah. don't I like I and I've gotten pretty good at not watching trailers and lowering expectations and just like calming myself. I could have flown 
to the theater based on the power of my excitement. Yeah. And then I would have flown back twice as fast because my I was like fucking filled up. Like, yeah. I you saw were... this movie twice in a weekend. This yeah, movie, this series, man, I don't know how they could screw it up. I guess I do, but it's just like, amazing that they haven't and that they can't find a way. And even they do like a really weird, long, drawn out scene like the um, the uh, the dude's sister that he goes to kill has that weird, long, drawn out scene in the bathhouse, and I'm still engaged. And this movie did not do those in the first one. No, like, it did not. No, it, it builds the world. And as you said, it like teased, it teased a world in the first yeah, one. It teased a world and this one really it built it. Yeah, yeah, just like the call center with all the women and like that was great. Weird fifties bellhop uniforms, like. And then, man, this the 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 third movie that this thing sets up. Oh, it's going to be insane. And same thing, like the joy I get from the scene in which he pays the homeless guy a gold coin and he hides him, and then the homeless guy shoots the two dudes, and I'm just like. You, that's how do you, you keep doing movie? this? How is, do you keep yeah. doing this to me? Uh, yeah, it doesn't that, go too big right away. It like it like it drips out the information to you, and it really becomes it's it's such a more satisfying whole experience that way. Yep. Yeah. Um. Absolutely love it. Yep. And there's my two. All right. Uh. So let us move on now. Uh. To uh, Mr. Russ. Ooh. I am Mr. Russ. <laughs> um. Now we're getting into like repeatville because this is just what happens. But uh, number four for me is The Shape of Water. Um, fantastic, Gilmore doing what he does. I, I, in a year that had a lot of really good like oddly romantic movies, for me to care this much about like a alien fish thing and a mute lady. And want them to like make it work is a testament to like Guillermo just telling the weirdest fairy tale type of story ever. I loved it. Um, it's I think it might be the most accessible movie that he's made, which is why it's getting all the love that it's getting. But I don't think there's anything wrong with accessibility. Um, number three for me is. Uh, Ladybird. It I identified with this movie a lot, and it being that it was it took place in like the era that we kind of come from and grew up in, yeah, was cool. But I can't imagine like being a like an old like a twenty five to nah, let's say thirty year old girl now or woman. And seeing this and wondering, like, that was my that that had to be so many people's experience because it felt universal. And I'm a guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought Laurie Metcalf. Um, I don't think it was a necessarily difficult role for her to play, and it's unfortunate that Allison Janney is cleaning up in a lot of these awards because I thought she was phenomenal. She was phenomenal. I think she's the best supporting actress of the year going away. Um, I, I think that relationship between her and her daughter and kind of how everything sort of comes together, which it was, it was just like, really, it, you've seen movies like this before. You just haven't seen one as good as this. Yeah. And, yeah. and I think that's a testament to Greta Gerwig. Like she, she, she knew what she was making. You know, this, the movie isn't 
isn't abnormal. It could have easily been like, wow, look at this quirky fucking teenage kid that speaks with big words and is annoying. But it still managed to be real kids, and I loved it. And my number two, John Wick 2. Nice. It. I can't say anything that anybody hasn't already said, but it's it's one of the most interesting worlds in the movies right now. And for them to make a sequel that I was highly anticipating and make it that much better blows me away. And now uh, they've earned they've earned my expectation that like John Wick three has no business being anywhere lower on my top 10 than like three. If it's any worse than three, uh, I'm shocked. So you're yep. a move John with three. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alex. Okay. I'm looking forward to hearing these from you right now. All right. Uh, so number four, I've got Blade Runner 2049. Boom. I, Always want to say twenty ninety nine. <laughs> That's the Marvel. That's Marvel. I know, um, but man, uh, from what you guys said before, uh, I, I feel the exact way. Um, I checked my phone once uh, in the whole duration of this movie, and it was like ten minutes to the end. Uh, and the entire time, I was completely sucked in. There were yeah. a thousand times in this movie that. There were a thousand points in it that felt like they could have been their own movies. And there were so many, like, cool ideas that took this world that, you know, I've watched the first one, uh, you know, how many different cuts of it, so many different times, you know, listened to audiobooks, read the book, like, but the fact that they were still able to find ways that, like, interested me and surprised me, um, I, I, I thought it was, was really good. And bringing back Harrison Ford wasn't distracting uh, in a way that, like, sometimes these, like, revivals of things can be. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Um, it was, yeah, beautifully directed, the soundtrack was amazing, the the new characters and everything, while familiar, brought brought new life to it. Um, so, again, uh, I really enjoyed the shit out of it. Yeah. Uh, number three. Uh, three both one for each billboard, because it's three <laughs> billboards. Outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Missouri? Yes. Yep. Yeah. Thank you. I always get the wrong state. Um, this movie, uh, man, um, I was so shocked by it. Uh, I, I really loved it, and I loved every... I loved and hated every single character in this at different points in it. Um, yeah, for And yeah, Mark Madonna, uh, you know, every single movie he's made so far has found some cool new way to um, really draw me in. And I love Seven Psychopaths. Uh, yes. And I don't know. Some people I know didn't love how much of a play it's up this felt like. I don't know. There's something about, like, it didn't bother me really. Um, I don't know. It, this is one I really loved. Uh, and number two is Get Out. Uh, this is a movie that I had obviously – been given kind of little bits of spoilers here and there for, but managed to kind of stay away from. And man, after watching this, I just kind of like sat there for a while. Uh, it is like, I know like genre bending or something like that is such a, a bad buzzword, but like this was so many different things at once. And I, I really, I don't know. It's, 
it was able to be creepy in ways that a lot of movies don't dare to be. Um, and it was it was smart, and it was like important. Like I don't know, like it, it was just so well done, and um, everyone in it is amazing, even when they're being uh, terrible people. Like Peter <laughs> said that that ending, um, man, I like I felt the exact same way, and this uh, this is a movie that yeah I will you know never forget in terms of how it made me feel. Yeah, definitely. All right, so I guess it is it is up to me now to bring us in, uh, starting with my number four. And I got to say, I was expecting to uh, see this on more lists here. I thought I was going to see this on more lists here, but holy shit, Star Wars The Last Jedi is very high ranking for me. Uh, I loved the hell out of this movie, uh, in spite of its faults, because of its faults. Um, I, I loved kind of how the story went. I liked what it did with the characters cause I wasn't expecting any of it. And that was like my main complaint with episode seven was that I've everything that I expected was going to happen. Um, and, and they were going to, they were just going to keep feeding me more and more of what I wanted or, or like what I thought I wanted as opposed to giving me what I actually wanted. And I feel like this is what last Jedi did for me. I, it, it felt like. And I think part of it was helped by the fact that uh, I pulled a Pete and I did not see any trailers or, or anything for it before. So I had no idea uh, what was going to happen going into this. Uh, I, I, I had seen or I had heard uh, like a commercial once and I, and I ran out of the room and I was being an idiot about it like that. And I feel like it just added so much to it to just see all of this stuff for the first time it was like I was seeing the original Star Wars for the first time, not knowing anything about it, just yeah. like hearing word of mouth about it and... and I mean, especially for this is like, and for trailers, like I don't want to know if Luke Skywalker ever leaves that island. Mm-hmm. I don't want to know if Finn ever wakes up, and when he does, yeah. if he ever sees Ray in this movie. Yeah, I don't want to know if this person meets up with that person, or sees that person, or talks to this person. I don't want to know where they go. Yeah, I just want to see it all happen. And, and yeah, and that's exactly what happened with this for me. And I think that just elevated it even more. I went back and saw it again, loved it again. Uh, I actually think I liked it more the second time, uh, knowing like knowing the faults of the movie going into it again. It's even better uh, just because you know it's coming or whatever, and, and then you can like look past it. Uh, the, you know, it definitely does drag in the Casino Planet. Um, yeah. But but BB-8 does use Giltos, and it's full of <laughs> a bunch of Shrikos. Um, so if you like The Last Guardian, you like Final Fantasy, there are things in that part for you, and that was for me. Um, yeah, I, I, I really loved it. Uh, number three for me is uh, The Phantom Thread. Uh, the, I, I'm trying to think. Uh, I wasn't crazy about The Master. I thought it was good. Uh, what was the one before? Uh, oh, no, no. I, Inherent Vice was the last time. Yeah. I didn't like that at all. Mm-hmm. Um, the Master, I liked it, but I, I wasn't crazy about it. it. It's felt like a while since I really liked a PTA movie, and this one I was like completely enthralled for being about like a dressmaker and me going into this being like, I don't care. <laughs> um, and then to like looking at my watch for the first time, because I had to go to the bathroom and it was like an hour and 10 into this movie. I was like, Whoa, this flew by. How was, how was I so engrossed in this movie about dressmaking for this so long? And it's just how well done it is, how every scene looks like a painting. Um, the, the, the interaction between the two of them, the relationship they have, the fucking reveal at the end, which was crazy. <laughs> um, it felt Hitchcockian in so yeah. many ways and it hit it every time. Like, and that's what I, that's why I think I like this movie so much is 
because there have been movies that have tried to pull that off and it always comes off as like over the top or schlocky or whatever and this one just like it feels effortlessly does it to to this to this ending twist where it's just like whoa like it, it's not a huge twist in like the sense of the world but it is a huge twist in these two relate the, the the relationship that you've been watching between these two people the whole time and it's great um <laughs> number two is ladybird um because this movie was just fantastic. Um, performances abound. Uh, we've been talking about it and singing its praises, and, and all of it's true. And I would like to add, because I haven't heard anyone else mention it yet, but the music in this movie, the fucking use oh, of yeah. Crossroads and the use of Crash, <laughs> like, oh my God. Yeah. Like, never. I, there was a time where I never wanted to hear Crash again in my entire life. And hearing in this that movie, was I was perfect. like, oh my God, I am transported right now to a place in time, and it is perfect. Like it is, it is very much a movie made for people around our age because that is the time that they are growing up. And if you were to come later or earlier, um, you know it probably won't end up affecting you as much. But it is still like Russ was saying. Like it, it is, um, you've seen a movie like this before, but you've never seen it this well done. And that is, and that nails it on the head. Um, performances abound. Like everything was just so good in this movie. And yeah, I, I immediately went home and. Uh, watched the video for Crossroads like three times because I hadn't seen it in so long. I'd be like, I remember the superimposed Easy e at the end and there it was. Yeah. It was like, oh, oh. <laughs> this, is, this looks so yeah. bad. Um, but it is so good. Um, I, 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 was, I was expecting to be let down because of how much it had been built up for me. And then it just fucking, it, it knocked me, knocked me out. Uh, nice. North Park. Um, so let us move on now. Do you guys want to start with honorable mentions, or do you want to start with worst? Uh, honorable mentions. Well, right. we'll do worst after number one. Oh, okay. We'll do, we'll do worst after number one. Okay. Yeah. No, that makes more sense. Um, so there were a lot of things that were gonna that were like narrowly about to get cut from my list. Uh, things that we've talked about already, I, I won't mention. But uh, Happy Death Day, I really wanted to be <laughs> on my list. Ah, that was mine. I really wanted Happy Death Day to be on my list so badly. Um, but it just got it got cut at the last minute. It, it was between that and Wind River, and I gave it to Wind River. Um, but if you have not seen Happy Death Day, go see Happy Death Day. <laughs> that is specifically a comment for you right now, Alex. Yeah, I know. Um, There's a bunch more, but yeah, we'll let's talk through some of and then we can. Get yeah, to the stuff that was, was uh, listed. I mean, right right after ten for me was Phantom Thread, Last Flag Flying. Um, both of those highly recommend, especially Last Flag Flying. It, it really quietly it. came in and out, and as I said, for Brian Cranston not getting recognition, and but also even quieter in and out, which I'm shocked because it's so good, and especially Rebecca Hall's performance as Professor Marston in the Wonder Woman. I still haven't seen that. Um, oh, is yeah. wonderful. I it's so to, yeah. it's it's a movie that like is so nicely personal for the family that went through this, um, and doesn't more of the doesn't really kind of does it in a, in a in a way more about sexuality than hmm. um you know treatment of women necessarily but there is a lot of that as well but then man because I, I always forget this the like the post movie text on the screen completely adds this like other huge really? burden on it which you forget about um it, i mean if you know some stuff about historic like wonder woman story historically not in comic story, but like her um, that, publication that's I, story. That's what I don't yeah. really know, and I would like to know. Yeah, there's one hugely interesting thing that they mentioned at the end of the movie. Um, but yeah, I would definitely suggest that. Other than the things that have already been listed. Nice. Uh, uh, well, 
Alex. I, I yeah. want to hear, no, hear Russ first because oh. then I just want to hear the rest of Alex's movies that he's seen this year. <laughs> yep. That's uh, what that Well, wait, okay. don't because then we'll, a... we'll give away Alex's number one. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah. There's a couple that uh, made it on other people's lists that were honorable mentions. I'll only mention like uh, two of them. Uh, I would say like Wind River and Happy Death Day would have been fighting it. I, I had a list of like 23 to 24 movies that I really enjoyed. And they were both like fighting to get in that in that spot, but ultimately I had to give it to it. But Wind River was fantastic. Happy Death Day, again, was one of the more fun experiences I've had in the theater. But for sake of mentioning something that nobody else has mentioned, uh, I'm going to go with one that made, that was on my top ten since I do it knockout style for a long fucking time. Split, y'all. Yeah, I still have to... I don't think I've actually seen all of Split. So I really liked it. I need to go back to it. I really I liked it. I really liked it, and I, and this is me saying that about fucking M Night. This is like the second movie in a, that he's made, where I'm like, he made a movie that I enjoyed and didn't think was bullshit. I don't know what's up with him. Yeah. Uh, so a couple of others uh, before we get to mm-hmm. Alex, because I'm very excited for that still. Uh, uh, that that were mentioned: Thor, Planet of the Apes, uh, I Tanya, uh, it all very close. Uh, also, um, Colossal. I don't know if anyone saw that, but that that's really good. Um, the Big Sick, which was very funny. Uh, and yeah, I, so that's kind of like what Russ was saying about. Um, now I can't remember now. Uh-oh. Uh oh. That Happy was that was, that was on my list for the longest time. And then as the year went longer and longer, just kept getting knocked down yeah. and down and down and down, and then finally out. I, I felt the same with Spider-Man, um, which was yep. which was narrow. Spider-Man was in there. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, I, Tanya, we talked about uh, a, a ghost story. You know, I it's it's very good, but it just it wasn't going to hang. Uh, I do really like it, and I, I recommend watching it just for the fucking sake of it. And you'll either hate it or like it. You will either hate it or you will enjoy it. Um, but that's there. And then it comes at night. Um, oh, yeah. Which was a fantastic... I fell asleep on it twice. Not because it was bad, but I was just super tired. Yeah. I mean, a very well done movie. A very quiet, slow movie. It's, uh, you know, in some ways, you know, it's kind of similar to, to Wind River uh, in that it's slow uh, moving and building, but it, it does kind of build something. Well, it's a much quieter, more terrifying movie in a lot of ways. Um, or a late, like tense movie in a lot of ways. Uh, there, the the scene in Wind River is you know, incomparable, basically, uh, because of how fucking grotesque that is. But uh, it comes a night. Very good atmosphere throughout that movie. Um, Alex, yes. Okay. Else? Let's. Let, I want to. I want to hear it. Okay. So my my um, honorable mentions are um, well. If I had finished Shape of Water, it definitely would have been up there. <laughs> I started it today at work and then got a lot to do. That happens. But it seemed really cool for the first 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the best. Yes, I, I forgot that Logan existed, um, which is too bad because I really, really enjoyed that movie when it I saw it. really good. Um Lego Batman I thought was really good. Oh, cool. yeah. That oh, was yeah. really good. <laughs> That's actually like, um, that movie was, man, the whole world forgot about it and it came and went so fast. Yeah. Um, and it kind of didn't do as well as, as, as the other stuff, which is too bad. Um, yeah, uh, 
And pretty much, um, you know, Wonder Woman was kind of cool. I, can't decide. I was saying this to Jigs earlier on Gchat. I can't decide if Wonder Woman is actually really good or just the best of the bad DC movies. It definitely um, it's is a little that, bit of both. Yeah, yeah. exactly. I, I think, uh, but I still uh, really enjoyed it when I saw it and um, thought that like I I I gained a little bit of hope that was quickly dashed. Yeah. Um, it uh, why was it dashed? Mm, this another movie. <laughs> Rendard. What, what what other movie? Uh, well, we Dash Rendard. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, Shadow uh, of the Empire. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I actually, I know takes you were a little lukewarm on it. Still I actually didn't enjoy it. I think it was by the numbers, which is weird for just a sequel. Um, but I thought it was, I was happy to be in that world again for a little bit and enjoyed it. Didn't love it, but enjoyed it. And that's all I gotta say about, about that. Nice. Um, yeah, so I so, so let's just get into it then. Uh, I feel like yeah. we're all gonna have different number ones, uh, which is always exciting. Um, so let's start with, the. Uh, you know what? Yeah. I don't think we've started with Alex yet. So let's start Do with we Alex. Have it? He went first, first. Did he? Okay. Oh, Russ didn't go first, first? Damn. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that, Russ. Wait, should, should we have Russ go first then, said? I don't care. No, I still uh, want to hear I, Alex's. <laughs> yeah. All right. My number one, uh, is, is Lady Bird. Nice. Uh, I... Man, I don't know. It's it, it's everything you guys said about this. I, it turns out I'm just a big sucker for nostalgia. I feel like this will end up being uh, group number one what? now. Could be. Mm-hmm. Nothing. Keep going. Keep going. Sorry. Um, no, 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 that was us. No, uh, I absolutely love this movie. I like it. Is exactly you guys are right. Like I, I like Russ. Like it was identifiable with her character. Like every character in there. I saw a a mosaic of my own life at that time. Yeah. Um, and even like the way she would act with her, mo- like like just the, every interaction in this, um, I felt like I had seen before. And I thought uh, Greta Gerwig did a really good job of writing this in a way that, like, you know, no one was even like you know even Lady Bird, our main character, like she could even be you know shitty to her best friend and like. That was something like, yeah, like you, you watch someone just be a teen and be bad and like be confused and be stupid yeah. and like not have, I don't know. It, it's for coming of age movies. Actually, I think it affected me much more than Boyhood did. Um, and maybe just because it, it encapsulated that one time, um, which maybe I. It's also a lot maybe, shorter. Yeah. And it's only 90 minutes, which yeah. is awesome. <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, like, like the fact that it just did that one thing and did it so well, uh, and maybe like you know, God, I probably still am stuck in that time in many ways uh, because I think what? that was the exact time I was a senior. Um, it was like, yeah, um, yeah. I couldn't like once I started this movie, I was ear like again. It was it was almost too much sometimes of of, of uh, how well it was done. Yeah, um, I love yeah. absolutely. All right, so now let's hear from Russ. All right, cool. My number one is Get Out. Woo! Um, I'm, there's very little else I can say about this movie that hasn't already been said. Um, for a first-time film writer and first-time director yeah. and first-time lead role 
um, yeah. for the main dude, this movie showed up with such a confidence about what it was, what who it, who it, who and what it was, what its point was, and how entertaining it was going to be. Yeah, it has a point, and it's a social thriller, which is like the 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 catchphrase du jour that's that was thrown around about it. But it's just a flat out really fun scary movie that makes you think a little bit mm. that was just done in a higher quality and yeah it'll probably get a best picture nomination it won't win shit no. but I think like for for this to be somebody's first movie like I, it, it, it does it, it's just brilliant it's brilliant in so many ways yeah. and it hit my number one spot with, as right when I saw it in theaters and it never Things got close to it, but never, never touched it. Lady Bird, like she tried. I yeah. saw, I even saw Lady Bird. I I saw Lady Bird and John Wick multiple times just to see, like, eh, are they gonna crack? Get out, and then I watched Get Out like a second time, and was like, oh yeah, no, this is still better than that. <laughs> so for all of that, uh, Get Out gets my number one. Uh, and I am extremely excited to see what uh, what Daniel Kaluuya does in a lead role again, and what Jordan Peele does. Period. Yeah, I, I'm really interested to see what what both of them do. Do, um, do either of them have projects announced right now for what they're doing? Well, next? Daniel Kaluuya is in a bunch of stuff, but more ensemble. Right. Yeah. There's nothing, nothing. Yeah. Nothing where he's the lead. And Jordan Peele's producing a movie with Spike Lee. Um, and didn't they try Option and Get Out as like a like? Didn't they try franchising it in some way? Didn't they offer him something? Oh, I don't know, but I feel like that. I feel like Blumhouse wouldn't do that. This is a Blumhouse movie, right? Is yes. it? Oh wow! Wait, I don't know. Is it? Yes. Yeah, I feel like Blumhouse. They they know where their franchises are. Purge. Yeah. <laughs> Always got the urge to purge. Gots to purge. Gots to purge. All right. Who's next? So, who's next? Um, cool. I believe that's Peter. Uh, yeah, my number one. Uh, I was surprised it only came up in one list. Um, is three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. Um, I mean, uh, I am. I think I was. This was destined to be my number one movie just because it's a Mark McDonough movie. It's yeah. starring Francis McDormand. Um, uh, that sort of stars a line for me that I don't know how like this this is, shouldn't be shocking to anybody. Um, but yeah, like Blade Runner in a different way, it just like it continues to ask that question and show it in different ways of like what does it mean to forgive and forget or forgive or forget or to forget but not forgive. Mm-hmm. Like you see yeah. the pain you see the pain of that that every single character is going through in different ways, and some of them don't deserve to forgive and don't deserve forgiveness and don't deserve to forget. And some do deserve forgiveness. Like it's like even the, uh, her, uh, Jonathan Hawks, her ex-husband who clearly has forgotten and forgiven himself as well is like, so another interesting way of looking at like pain and, and, and how that sticks with you. And man, um, I I like that this movie like got me to come around on Sam Rockwell's character in some ways. I was just about to say the same thing. Like, the fact that you go on that journey with him and can, like, feel how you feel about him at the end. Yeah. Like, kind of like, like, that's... Because wow. it's like, I 
I, you know, he's, he's still got work, but at the way that ends, I don't want them to go do what they're going to do. Yeah, no, definitely not. And But I, I don't want that to be the end of his journey, though. Like, I, he still has other stuff to do. And the same thing with Frances McDormand. Like, her characters, all, all these different things. And, like, man, like, and especially, <laughs> I think most of all, this movie surprised me so much about... Woody Harrelson's character storyline he had a really great that I was not expecting at all that really took this movie to another level for me as well that it that it shocked me that much the 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 letters that he writes in that movie are some of the best uh stuff Oh man, there's one. There's one little reveal in his letter to Francis McDormand. It's it's the it's the best reveal I fucking loved. Um. Yeah, um, so much of that stuff, it, and yeah, it's it from beginning to end just kept getting you to think about it and second guess yourself and yeah. in your own like the way you if the way you call stuff very quickly and it, it was just for me it was incredible yeah takes nice um, my number one I believe has shown up on everyone's list um, and that is that's Blade Runner. Um, Blade Runner is one of my favorite movies of all time, and and this this pseudo sequel, pseudo reboot, whatever you want to call it, pseudo just imagining down the line, uh, sequel it expands on everything in the first one, uh, and just does it more and better and, and everything about it. And I was completely fine with the length of this. It is it is a long movie. Don't get me wrong, but uh, much like Alex was saying before, like looking at the watch and being like, wow, this. Is, it flew by, man. I, I did not look at my watch once during this movie. I was just yeah. so engrossed. And another movie where the sound is so important and so big. Yeah. Um, and especially in a movie in which, if I think if I was to rewatch it, I would watch the Batista's character short film first and yeah. then watch the movie. Like, I want, I would put that into the runtime. Yeah. Uh, all of the short films that, that have to, uh, that are, that are part of the universe are, are well, maybe not the, there's one of them that's not that great. Um, it adds a lot. It does add enough to make that character make a little bit, not more sense, but I, I like it. Yeah. Yeah, but Leto's character in general was just like kind of there in the knot, and yes. that was for the best. Yes. Leto didn't matter as much in this. Thank he God. He was there to kind of look weird and say philosophical stuff at you. It seemed like he was like I don't know. I felt like from the previews it was going to be a big thing, and then when he doesn't really show up, it was like it was both a relief and just like a nice nice little surprise. It doesn't, yeah, but that didn't matter. Like, yeah, the fact that that didn't matter, like, yeah, yeah, is it's so good. Uh, the movie, it, it is beautiful. It is, and like, if the only complaint I could ever really lodge against, like, the original Blade Runner in my mind is like, he's a detective that doesn't really spend that much time doing anything a detective would do. Um, and then this movie is like, he's just detecting sh- shit like left and right. This is great. Like, you're actually seeing like a noir detective thriller played out to like its logical like sci-fi like perfection almost um it, it's just it, the all the performances are great i wish i didn't know harrison ford was in it because when that happened yeah. i would have like shouted in the theater i would have been so happy um i, I feel like this move like uh, visually it's it's incredibly striking uh the the billboards look amazing like the the weird vr lady who like comes and looks at him on the bridge is incredible yeah. uh everything about this movie uh top to bottom is i mean there's so is, many more billboards than three yeah, there are there are way more than three billboards in this movie. <laughs> Therefore, best movie. Uh, could have used Peter Stormare, but what are you going to do? <laughs> and now, as we come to a close, it is time for us to talk about the worst movie of the year. 
Uh, I'm sure that we all have nominations, at least for this. Um, there are a big three that I can think of off the top of my head, but Alex, do you, yeah. is there anything you would like to nominate? There, there are two that I want to Okay, in. let's hear it. Uh, Justice League yeah. and Valerian City of a Thousand Planets. Great movie. Yeah, Great you, are movie. 50, you are 50% <laughs> maybe right. <laughs> Second one, I can't get behind, but that yeah. first one, totally. Yeah, I agree with the first one. The second one, I didn't like it, but I saw way more movies that were worse. I saw 66 movies this year. That's disgusting. And... <laughs> And just I and I and I ranked every single one of them. Granted, like, did you really? Every they, single granted, one? like thirty Jeez. to 50, thirty to fifty is a little wonky, but the bottom bottom are is the bottom bottom. Yeah. That makes um. Sense. Uh, what was I gonna say? Uh, yeah. Uh, Justice League is the third worst of the year for me. Um. That's the fourth worst for me. Oh, interesting. Okay, nice. Uh, no, no, third actually, third worst for me. It's the third worst. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a bad guys. It's a bad movie. It's a very bad like, movie. It worse, is a very, and it, it is so yeah. much worse because of the potential you saw in their in one movie pr- prior, um, and then it's just like nope, never mind, still garbage. Yeah, what I have slightly worse than that. It's still not my worst of the year. What I have slightly worse than that is uh, the King Arthur film, the oh, Guy Ritchie King Arthur. Yeah, dog. I forgot about that one. That is a bad, bad. That bad movie, movie just as soon as I liked something they did. They completely went in the other way with it, and it made it terrible again. <laughs> like every single moment was like trying to make it worse, and it was so obnoxious. It was so dumb. Um, I know we're gonna get a big argument for uh, Russ and Tiggs want something to be worse, uh, but my worst of the year is The Snowman. It's a bad um, movie. This Don't movie wrong. is out of this world bad. Um, for all the, it makes no sense. It really doesn't. Um, of my dad's read the book, and I talked to him about it. He hasn't seen the movie, and it was just a conversation of, like, my dad saying, well, what did you think of this? And me saying, well, that's not in the movie. He's like, (laughs) well, what about this huge plot line? I was like, that's not in the movie. (laughs) Like, it is terrible. It is, it is, yeah. It is is terrible. It is a terrible movie. Difficult to watch is Val Kilmer's weird body. Oh, I forgot about Val Kilmer in that movie. Oh, it's so bad. (laughs) (laughs) He had throat cancer. We can't say it's weird. Yeah, but what's what's up with the rest of his body? (laughs) I don't know. Cancer does stuff. Okay. I guess you know what. Fine, Russ is right. So you, I know Russ and Takes have the same number one worst of right. the year. Uh, but what what else? Well, what else would you nominate, uh, Russ? Um, y'all bitches missed a big old steaming poop emoji of a movie. <laughs> Yay! The emoji movie. Yeah, I yeah. Saw that shit. <laughs> Just Justice League is my fourth worst. King Arthur's my third. The Emoji Movie is the second because it is, it. I watched it with Zach. Like we were excited to watch that movie as a bit, <laughs> and we couldn't even get through it. Like it was that bad that we couldn't even like get drunk and shit on it. <laughs> that's that's bad. how that's how bad it is. Bad. But it's nowhere near as bad as the worst Arthurian legend film of the year. <laughs> Transformers: oh, The Last Night. That is a hundred percent true. It no trans. We're not, no one. We're not casting aspersions here, saying any of these movies have ever been good. But right. Transformers Five it is a new level of shit. Makes you wonder, like it makes the third one, which in my opinion is the high water mark of the franchise. Transformers it, Heaven is that the second one? No, that's that's the second one. Got that's it. that was heaven. the low point. Until <laughs> it really was. Did you say Transformers, Transformers Heaven? Yeah. 
Yeah, the, in Revenge of the Fallen, where they go yeah. to when uh, Shia oh, yeah. LaBeouf dies and goes to Robot Heaven. Yeah, yep. I don't remember. You don't remember like, that? Mm, it's yeah. kind of like that scene in Harry Potter where he goes and dies and has to go take the thing out of Voldemort or whatever it is. It's very similar, but way the worse. last night is the worst Transformers, and yes, maybe it it might be, and we need to do this one day do the all-time worst movies ever, because right now it is high on my worth. Yeah. It was so unenjoyable. It is, is it actually, it actually is worse than Revenge of the Fall, though? Yes, it it's, is it's it's the worst. Even, no, Alex, this is my, this might be the worst movie I've ever seen. Okay, wait, is, did Mike still direct this one? Yeah. Yep. And, uh, and here's the thing, I thought Age of Extinction was whatever. Yeah, had it that dinosaur fine. in it. Yeah, it it was long and it was stupid, but they got rid of Shia LaBeouf, so that was cool. Yep. This is the worst movie. One of the worst. This might be the worst movie I've ever seen. This movie is on another level with how bad it is. It's a movie that, like, it doesn't only disregard its own continuity in, like, Transform. It, it literally disregards the continuity on a scene-by-scene basis. Yes. Where, like, shit will happen and then it'll contradict shit that, like, just was said or just happened. Like, it is a mess of a movie that makes you wonder how the hell... Like, was there an editor? Did anybody screen this? Because probably not, because they probably just threw it out there and just like, it's going to make a shit ton of money. Who cares? But the, but you know what? It's the first one that was not an action, like was not a huge success. And it made $600 good. million worldwide, Oof. which granted, that's a lot of money. Lot but of money. when your budget is two fifty, yeah, yeah, that's really, you maybe made like $40 million profit. That's not what a Transformers movie is supposed to do. No. I had to walk out of this theater to take a break from this movie because of how bad it was. <laughs> I stood outside for 15 minutes. And while I'm standing outside, a guy comes over to me and he goes like, Hey, what are you seeing? I was like, Transformers last night. He's like, oh, I love those movies. How was it? And I start like ripping into it and telling him how terrible it is. And he's like, what? But those other movies were so awesome. Remember they went to space and shit? And I'm like, I'm like very annoyed and talking really loudly about how terrible the Transformers series is where the, there's a guy in the concessions booth just laughing his <laughs> ass off watching me try and have this conversation with this guy who obviously just loves Transformers and loves all the movies. So it's just like, just go see it because you're going to like oh, it. Man. But I'm telling you, this is not right. worth I'm, your I'm time. willing to give it to that. <laughs> okay. So, there is one other movie I would like to say, I, and this does not compete, compare to Transformers or anything like that, but... Nothing compares. This is usually the moment when Tig says something from our top ten. <laughs> That's his worst of the year. Three billboards. No. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, and, and this is a really bad movie, but it's, it's made even worse because of, like, the promise of the universe of this thing and, and, how, and how long it's been trying to get made into different forms... And then the Dark Tower comes out, and it's like, there is there is something to those stories. And they just rip, they're just like, well, here's the beginning, here's the end, let's rip out everything in the middle, and then just kind of try and mash it together as much as possible and see what happens. It is so bad, um, but it does not compare to Transformers. Yeah. Alright, I'll see Transformers, Russ, if you watch The Snowman. I think you both should do that, honestly. But I don't want to. <laughs> and Alex, same agreement, but you have to watch Interstellar. <laughs> Finally, yeah. You got it. Next week, guys. Oh, God. <laughs> You're just going to say that every single time. Oh, so the Let's aggregate score. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Surprising. 
Uh, pretty, pretty, uh, then, oddly enough, there's only a couple movies that were on. Everyone's, we'll do a, like, little Defend Your Life sort of thing in a second. Ooh. Um, <laughs> but at number four is John Wick with a combined total of 23 points. Yeah. Okay. And then, because there was a tie for second, at 29 combined points is Blade Runner and Lady Bird. Yes. Oh, wow. Really? But Ooh. just beating, just beating both of those is Get Out. Wow, because uh, I thought Lady Bird had this in the bag. See, Lady Bird and Get Out were both one, two, and three in different lists. They both uh, had a first place, a second place, and a third. Get Out was two, was one for Russ, two for Alex, three for me. Lady Bird was one for Alex, two for Tiggs, three for uh, uh, Russ. But it happened because I had uh, Lady Bird at nine yeah. and Tiggs had Get Out at eight. Would oh, Get Out so, so close. No, I'm fine with this. Oh, absolutely. That's that a, good, a, that's that a really good, good top list. three. That is a good yeah. top three right now. Okay, so what what is our do or die situation here? So so there's some questions. Um, okay. Who... Lady, so it's Lady Bird v. Blade Runner for two? Yeah. Are we just calling it tied for two and go we to four? We call it tied for two. But, oh, wait. I was trying to find things that are only on one person's list or not on any, only not on one person's. Yeah, I said we call it tied for two. Yeah, um, yeah why not? Yeah. Unless unless we want to have a fight for it, in which case let's do it. Yeah, of course my top two movie, so it's very hard for me to. Yeah, and just singing Crossroads makes me like Lady Bird even more. So the most similar is me and Alex, who have the same number five, the same number four. And And what's that say about you? He did it in fourteen movies, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) I've wasted my life. That is awesome. That was that was funny. Yeah. Uh, no, so I actually wasn't um, that much. That was, um, I guess the biggest thing is, is me and Tiggs having the numbered one and two of the year at eight and nine. Hey, that's what, uh, that was the breaks. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there's, there wasn't a whole lot of crossover. That was the thing. Like, nothing even came close to these three in terms of, uh, aggregate scores. Okay. Did, uh, did, how close did three billboards get? Uh, only me and you had three billboards. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So it got 18 it, points. So I think, uh, it, Three it, billboards it, fell off. It's in fourth. <laughs> It, it it was in my list, and then I saw the Florida Project, oh. and it was like it was right that like that had me. Sh- I had to shift a couple things around, and by the time I was done shifting, it fell off. But it was I loved it. Yeah, um, cool, interesting. All right, I mean this is a, I, I love this is a good list. It's a very good top three, yeah. and it's a very nice like it's a multiple genre spanning top like multiple different types of movies uh it was that's good cool. pat ourselves in the backs for making these movies yeah so i guess we'll be back in a couple of weeks with uh the oscar cast yeah yeah we got oscar, so oscar noms come out tomorrow yeah because there there's not nearly enough movies out well actually we might be able to squeeze in a regu- a regular cast before then right we maybe do, we could do both i mean uh, commuter and paddington 2 is there anything else Those out? Are the only oh yeah yeah, yeah. we yeah. we can squeak one out cuz somebody Oops. named me is seeing den of thieves Oh yeah, that's oh, yeah. I have to see that. Proud Mary and this weekend's Maze Runner. Nice. I was yeah, inside the post last weekend, and then uh, the Metrograph was showing the old Disney Robin Hood cartoon <gasps> movie, and I went and saw that instead. And I feel like uh, nothing else can compare make... to that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Oh, yes. all right so let's. All right, ready to take it home? I'm gonna take that as a yes. Us. Yeah. Uh, you can find us on the web, movemovepodcast.com. You can find us on Twitter, at MoveMovePC. You can email us your uh, complaints, your, your top tens. Let us know. 
on movementpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and you can rate us or review us on iTunes by searching for The Priest and the Beekeeper, which would be crazy if you didn't know where we were if you're listening to this podcast right now. Um, we are an improv group who have a show at the Creek in the Cave uh, the third Thursday of every month with our good friend and co-host Nick Maritato. I assume Nick Maritato will be co-hosting it uh, in this upcoming month. Uh, our next show is February 15th, 8 p.m. It's fun. It's cheap beer. And they got good food. So come out to the Creek in the Cave in Long Island City. Uh, and then I guess that is it. So, you know, anybody have any last words? No, just, just thank you and goodbye. Good night and good luck, as some would say. You're welcome. Yeah, later.